What is good, YouTube? Quinway Basketball Analysis holding y'all down on analysisplayground.com on YouTube and on my website. We're going to talk about the rundown on every team in the NBA from the Celtics to the Pelicans to the Bucks. We're going to start it off like we always do in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics is an amazing team this year, the best team in the NBA. They're two games up on the Nets and the two and a half games up on the Milwaukee Bucks. Just an outstanding season for them, 26 and 10. They're 11 and 5 away from Beantown. They won four in a row. Although they're 5 and 5 in their last 10, it seems like the ball is moving. The shots are going in. Tatum is having one of his greatest careers, if not the best career season of his life, even though it's not halfway even there um, for it based off season. But he got off to a great start. They're defending. They're communicating. Malcolm Brogdon has been a great addition, giving them another guy that can get to the basket, another guy that can play make, another guy that can defend. Robert Williams is back and healthy. He's rebounding. He's blocking shots. He's anchoring that paint. The team has improved defensively ever since Robert Williams have has come back. Jalen Brown is getting buckets. He's slicing. He's dicing. He's finishing. He's shooting. He's using his foot to get to wherever he wants to around the basket. You look at how deep this team is. Probably the all-around best team in basketball. You have to give credit to Joe Mazzula, who was coach of the month. I think he should be coach of the month again, and he should be coach of the year. My prediction was that Joe Mazzula would be coach of the year, and I think that he's the one that should be. He's teaching defense. He's teaching patience. He's outsmarting guys. He's outcoaching other coaches. The team is playing hard. They're rebounding better off losses. They're playing a team-friendly system that he learned from Ime and embraced how to make it better by being down to earth and humble. You have to give him full credit for what he has done. A lot of people question the firing of Ime. How would this team respond? They responded by being the best team in the NBA from start to finish. They had some hiccups here and there, but that's a, that's what happens in the 82-game season. But they have been able to get it together for the most part. The Brooklyn Nets, a team that we had a lot of problems with, Coming into this season, Kevin Durant wanted to leave. He wanted Steve Nash fired, which ended up happening. The controversy alone with Kyrie, he wants to be out of there. He doesn't sign his extension. Ben Simmons is beat up, toe-up injury looks terrible the first three weeks of the season. And here they are right now winning 11 wins in a row, the most in the NBA this year. They're 24-12. and 12. KD is playing some of the best basketball of his career. He's defending a little bit better. He's scoring 30 a game. Kyrie is helping him out the most points in the fourth quarter with 9.1 getting buckets. Automatically, Ben Simmons is being more active than ever. He's rebounding. He's getting assists. He's stealing. He's blocking. He's playing with so much force and so much effort. Nicholas Claxton is rebounding and swatting away shots. You look at this team playing collectively guys are making threes guys are making mid-ranges tj warren is doing his thing it's good to see him healthy he's coming off that bench along with seth curry and joe harris and those guys and making plays and making shots giving them a chance even when kd is off the court they're surviving because of kyrie and his ability to be an automatic bucket i'm loving what i'm seeing 
from the Nets. They all wanted it to be over. They all wanted it to be done. And then they ended up seeing that there's no better option than staying together and figuring this thing out. And that's what the next season has been. How to go from failure to triumph, stick together, communicate on how to get things in the right direction and only move forward after that. The Milwaukee Bucks had a season where they got off to the best start 9-0. and and then they, they literally trembled down and had a tough time winning games because of Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton has not been healthy. Drew Holiday has not been healthy. But they still find themselves two and a half games out of being the best team in the NBA. Giannis has been dominant for the majority of the season. He's been finishing. He's been flying. He's been gliding in the air with his acrobatic finish and his strong, forceful dunks. He's also been hitting the mid-range. He's also been facilitating more than ever. He's been relying on Javon Setfeet Carter. He's been relying on guys like Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis to come off that bench and produce. Marjan Bochamp is trying to be integrated better within this system and be a better factor for this team. But they find themselves lacking shooting, lacking scoring, and finding themselves in, rock, in fist fight games to where it's always close. They can't build leads. They can't keep it high enough to where they can coast a little bit and rest Giannis. They have to play hard the whole 48 minutes. Maybe it builds character. Maybe it builds strength. Making it seem like they have to earn every game can get in a mentality that we can win these games. We can beat anybody, even if they compete against the best teams, which they have done and beat them. They can usually do it if they can get healthy. I want to know what Chris Middleton is going to be like. He had a good start. Then he just couldn't stay healthy again. And then he had some bad misses and some bad games. I don't really know what to think of this roster. I don't really know what to think of this team. But they still are a championship team to me. If they can get healthy, if they can win games against everybody, they should be able to do it in the playoffs. But I still question their shooting and their health. The Cleveland Cavaliers have immaturity problems. Some games they look like the best team in the league because of Donovan Mitchell leading that team, being able to score, being able to get to the paint, being able to get to the floater in the mid-range. Same with Darius Garland, his playmaking ability, his selflessness, and his ability to go off, just like Donovan Mitchell, make him one of the toughest teams to defend, especially when you put on the fact that Evan Mobley can finish in the paint, so can Jared Allen. And they have other shooters on his roster. And Karis LeBert can be a six-man of the year candidate whenever he so choose. But the Cavaliers still struggle defensively sometimes. And they still struggle to score baskets because they live a lot by the jump shot. And if you live by the jump shot, sometimes you die by it. And that has been a consistent struggle with them as the interior guys haven't been that much of a dominant force as much as they need to be in that paint. And they're still trying to figure out what to do with Mobley as he hasn't really developed offensively that much. And he still don't have that three-point touch just yet. But Cleveland is where they need to be. they still one piece away from being contenders because they still have a lot more development things they have to do in the inside and out to get to where they need to be. But they're not trying to win the championship right away. They're trying to build and do the right things inherently to get there. And I really want to see if they can. The Philadelphia 76ers, they got off to a bad start because of injuries. Maxi is back. Joel Embiid is dominant, the leading scorer right now. James Harden is a bucket, and he's facilitating at an all-time high. He, he literally said, I'm not Houston James Harden, but I'm still one of the best players in the league. Tyrese Maxi is one of the best slashers in the league, and Joel Embiid is one of the most dominant players in the league for the last five seasons. He's literally locking down the defense a little less than he used to. 
is because he has to do more offensively. He's more confident. He's more smarter. He's more wiser. He's more patient. He still turns the ball over a lot. They're still trying to feel, a, feel the balance of the offense of who should do what and where, but it's just part of the growing process of not having enough time together and still trying to gel. The Indiana Pacers are 20 and 17. They're having a season that nobody thought that they would have. Everybody thought they'd be rebuilding. They'd be trading Miles Turner. They'd be trying to go for Victor Wambiyama. But it hasn't happened. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is having an all-star season. Miles Turner has been great for them. They have other role players that have really established their name and really have established their game. And they really have played great team basketball. And they have been a better defensive team than I thought. But this team still has to get it done for the entire season. They had a great start. They're getting ready to get to the middle, but can they stay, you know, where they are now for the rest of the season, or will they be a playing tournament team? That's my only question for them. The New York Knicks been steady, Freddie. They 19 and 18. They literally have done whatever they could. It seems like what more do they have to give? What more can they do to move up in the standing? They've been around a playing team all season. They don't have enough talent to be serious contenders. They're one piece away from being a real threat in the Eastern Conference, but they still have to find that player. They still have to find that guy. They defend well. They play well. They play hard. They do whatever they can to scrap W's, but will it be enough to win in the play-in tournament? That's my question for them. The Miami Heat, they're old. Um, they're beat up. They're toe up. Kyle Lowry misses every game. Duncan Robinson is a shell of himself. Tyler Hero hasn't improved that much. Jimmy Butler is getting injured because he has to be playoff Jimmy earlier than he usually has to be. Bam Adebayo is having an all-star caliber season, and I love what I have seen out of him. It's a good rebound year from last year, but I still don't understand what are they. They're supposed to be contenders. They made it to two conference finals in the NBA finals under Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, and Pat Riley, but they haven't made no huge move to really increase their chances of getting back there. They stayed pat a little bit too much, getting comfortable, and I feel like their spot was up for grabs this offseason, and it seemed like it had been taken by the Sixers and the Cavaliers as they made the power moves, and the Heat did nothing and got passed up because of it. The Hawks made a power move getting DeJounte Murray. He just got back from injury. They still having chemistry problems. They still having development and immaturity problems. They still have to grow. They still have to play together. They still have to communicate to get things on the right track. But this team has always been like that under Trey Young. He's part of their leadership. He's supposed to be the best player. He will be an all-star this year. But he got him and DeJounte Murray got to play off the ball better. They have to move without the ball better. They have to shoot the ball more efficiently from mid-range and with their floaters and finishing. And they attack hard. They play hard going to the basket and looking for their shot. But they're not getting them off clean. They're rushing. They're forcing it. And I think that's something they need to clean up. They need to see more from John Collins. He can rebound the ball, but he seemed like a non-existent player on offense. Clint Capella went down. It has really been a hole for them to fill defensively and rebounding-wise. They really don't have a great backup to Clint Capella. They have one for John Collins, but not one for Clint. And I think that's a hole that they need to fill, and they're starting to realize that now. The Chicago Bulls have played great so far. They're 16-20. and 20. This is a season I thought they'd have. They have no Lonzo Ball. They're not a great defensive team. They're not the greatest offensive team. They don't move the ball well. They don't really score the ball that efficiently and that well to me. They have a lot of 
problems. They was a team that surprised a lot of people last year by being a top six seed in the Eastern Conference. They didn't make any moves to get any better significantly. They just rounded out their roster, and guys didn't really evolve or advance their play. If anything, they declined a little bit, and that's been the ceiling of the Bulls, a play-in, playoff team, something that we thought they'd be last year. They ended up being this year, and now the question is, how long do they hold on to this roster, or will they have a way to improve it, or is it just Lonzo Ball getting fully healthy and he being the difference of getting back to the playoff team, but eventually want to be a championship team, and I don't really see an avenue for them to get better. And then when you look at the fact that the Washington Wizards are in the same predicament, same as the Raptors, the Raptors have length and size. They don't have nobody that can really get them a bucket Outside of Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet been struggling to score baskets. You look at Scotty Barnes having a disappointing season. The role players are a bunch of others. They don't have a guy that can carry that offense and make the job easier for everybody else. And they can just stick to what they do best and as be skill set players. That's why the Raptors have struggled. They're still looking for somebody to come save the day in Toronto, like we've seen with Kawhi Leonard. But nobody has willingly wanted to go. Even he left right away after winning a title and didn't want to repeat. And it's going to be a struggle to find another guy. They have the pieces. They have the things, requisite talent to get the thing done. But if, do anybody really want to go to Toronto and stay and build something special? Even Kevin Durant decided to stay in Brooklyn. Washington, they struggling to figure out what they are. Porzingis is having a great bounce back season too. He's scoring the ball. He's more physical. He's attacking. He's posting up more. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Porzingis. Bradley Bill is not the same Bradley Bill. He's not scoring as well. He's not doing as much as he used to. He took a seat back and let other guys do their thing, which is good to see him be more of a team player, but they became more predictable because of that. Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma is having a better season, one of his best seasons, if not his best one. We'll see when the season is over and where he plays. He wants a bigger role. He wants more spotlight. I understand where he's coming from because the Wizards are not even a play-in team, and even if they do get to the play-in tournament, will they be able to win it and get a playoff spot? And even then, they just a first-round exit going nowhere. So it's not really the most hopeful situation or the best situation. I think losing is the best thing for them. Only problem with that, it doesn't fit the Bradley Bill Porzingis timeline because they're going closer to 30 than they are to in their early 20s, and it wouldn't make much sense to get a guy rebuilding to join them unless they can use it as an asset to move to get another piece to add to that duo, which I still don't think is a championship duo. They need a superstar to come to them, and I don't know if they really want to do that when they can go to a better situation outside of Washington, but you never really know. you got to have the ability to have the two guys first and then it's a more intriguing situation and they already have that established we'll see what happens to be continued on that orlando magic i love what i seen out of them they ended up it ended up starting the season pretty well now they lost three in a row they're six and four so they had a great record for december um to finish their 13 and 24 franz wagner looks like the guy that we thought he would be he can defend he can score he can score off the dribble Paulo is the rookie of the year unless he gets injured. He's a bucket. He can post. He can hit shots with one hand. He can hit mid-ranges. He's still working on a three-ball game, but he still has the potential to be a 25, 28-point scorer in this league. You look at the other guys like Markel Fultz. He had a bounce-back season. He was off last year. He came back and became a factor for this team. They needed him 
He's a solid defender. He's a solid rebounder, solid playmaker, and a solid scorer. And you look at the depth, this team is deeper. They have to figure out who they want to keep, who they want to get rid of, who they want to trade, and who they want to build with. It's a tough situation to be in as these contracts start to come up. But at least they have a better way to evaluate who's better for them and who's not. It's going to be some heartbreak in this situation for Orlando Magic fans. But it's just part of the business. you got to pick and choose who you want in and out. And you got to figure out who's going to be the core nucleus of what you're going to build a championship team around. And they're going to have to decide that sooner than later because of the contracts. The Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball missed early uh, majority of the season. So that basically destroyed the entire season. The best part, they all young. So adding a young player to this team only can help in the draft. The best part about it is they need a guard. It's a guard-heavy draft. And I think they can put somebody in the backcourt with LaMelo Ball if Book Knight don't work out. Um, this team is rebuilding, they're retooling, and still trying to figure out how to put a lot of more glue and a lot more gut on this team. But, you know, it's hard to get to talent to Charlotte. The best way is to draft it. They need to draft better. They need to develop better. And then they can have better results. It's something that they have struggled with as an organization, getting guys to come to Charlotte, getting guys to want to stay in Charlotte, and developing talent that stays in Charlotte. It's something they need to learn from their lessons to make a better organization and a better team, and hopefully they can do that. The Detroit Pistons, no K this year is basically a wash. You just want to see Jaden Ivey develop. He can play better. He can score better. He can finish better. He just has to figure out a way to be a better point guard. I'm not saying it to be critical. It's just something that he should be focused on during this season. Sadiq Bey is a good 3 and D guy. I like what I've seen out of Jalen Duran. He rebounds. He can block shots. He can finish in the paint. He has a little bit of finesse. He can be a little bit of a bound out of bio type of guy, fast, quick, and got good finesse, but also can finish strong. I like what I've seen out of other guys on this roster. Marvin Bagley hasn't been that guy. He was supposed to be a guy that they wanted to keep around. He's having another disappointing season this year. They have to figure out what they want to do with him as they have other bigs, and they still have a huge draft spot, and they have other needs that they need. I think they still need another four that they can really put with Cade and Jay Nivey that can space the floor and also give them a little post action. They can probably find that in the draft. It's easier now because their record is terrible, which we thought they wouldn't be that great. But it's just about building Ivy and Cade up to be in the next superstar duo and just finding that third guy that can ride with them. And I feel like they already got the center spot figured out, whether it's Bagley or it's Duran. Both of those guys make sense um, when they get more development. Denver Nuggets, they have been the number one team in the league for about a week. I like what I've seen out of Jokic. He's my MVP for right now. He rebounds, he passes, he scores whenever he wants to, however he wants to. Jamal Murray is looking closer to himself um, the last couple weeks. Michael Porter Jr. is finally back on the court. He looks decent. I like what I've seen out of Caldwell Pope. I like what I've seen out of this team defensively. Their defense haven't been as bad as you would think that they would, it would be, but it's because of what they have done in the offseason and the coaching of Mike Malone. I love what he has done as a coach the last six years with Denver. He has really got the best out of Jokic in this team. He knows what his personnel is. He knows what to do with it. And he really has executed well on both ends of court, depending on what lineups are out there. He has really been great to watch. Same with Jokic. I feel like the things he has done, he hasn't gotten the credit for, and he should get more credit for it. The New Orleans Pelicans have been one of the surprise teams. They went from being a play-in team to a playoff team to now the number two team, and at one point the number one team in the NBA. Zion Hemson has ascended to being a superstar again. 
He missed it last year. He got back, started dominating. He's going for 30. He's going for 40. He's going for 25-plus. Every game, he's flying in the air. He's dunking on people. He's an acrobat. He's finishing strong. And you just love to see C.J. McCollum enjoy playing with great players. You know, he's hitting threes. He's hitting mid-range. He's setting guys up. Ingram hasn't even played in the last couple of weeks, and this team has really been dominating opponents and having fun out there. I know they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but that's better than what they were last year. This is a start of something special. This is a start of something new. Alvarado brings a lot of force and energy. You look at the fact that Herb Jones is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and this team only can get better if they can stay healthy and if they can continue to grow and develop and improve together, this can be a dangerous team in the future. Same with the Memphis Grizzlies. They have been unhealthy all season. That has only been my only concern. They have been a team that has all the talent in the world. They have all the length in the world, have all the athleticism in the world. They just can't keep it all on the court at once, which has been unfortunate for them. But John Morant has been dominant. He has been one of the MVP candidates this year. I like how he's been facilitating. I like what he has done. I like what Jaron Jackson has done. He's in the Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and he just came back, has been a force on that end. I love what they have done with Desmond Bain. He's coming back. He's having his best season of his career, and he has added to his game, and that's what you love to see. They have done things internally to get better. They have evolved their game and still been able to be compatible, and that's something you got to love to see. The Dallas Mavericks, I, I really don't know what to make of them. It was a season where you was kind of disappointed in them, and now they're figuring it out, winning six games in a row. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. It's a good raid to end the year. It's the dominance of Luka. He went for 50 a couple times, went for 40. He's been getting triple doubles. He's been doing everything he can to help this team win, and that's what a franchise player is supposed to do. He's not just supposed to lead by example. He's supposed to do it on the court, too. And he's doing it, and he's talking it, he's walking it. He got them to the conference finals. It looked like they was going to have a down season, but Christian Wood has been great. He's been rebounding, he's been finishing, he's been shooting at three. Spencer Dinwiddie has stepped it up, being the guy that can score and handle the ball and get to the basket. And then you look at the bench, they're still figuring that part out. But Kimba and those guys are going to have to be stronger and smarter, and they're going to be needed as this season continues to go forward, especially when it comes to staying healthy something that this team hasn't been able to do either. Sacramento Kings, 19-15, and 15, they have had a monstrous season. They have been beating contenders now. They can compete with the best teams out there. De'Aaron Fox is having his best season. Sabonis is having one of his best seasons. They have the shooting. They have the scoring. They have the slashing. Mike Brown looked like a tacticianer out there, getting this team to play on the same page the entire season, not getting too ahead of themselves, not getting too full of themselves. They're just playing great team basketball, and you love seeing that out of them. They're one of the funnest teams to watch. The Clippers, you just don't know. They're a mixed bag team. One minute, it looks like they can compete with anybody. Next minute, you can't even know who's on the floor just because they have so many injuries and guys missing games. You just wish they can play one month of great basketball together with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy. Norman Powell has been a bright spot for this team. I think he's been great for them, scoring the ball and giving them a shot maker outside of Kyle and Paul George. I think he can be huge for them. Zubak has been decent, too. I love what I've seen with their depth. They switchable. They're, they're still athletic enough. They have enough shot makers. They could be a tough team to beat. Phoenix have fell from grace. 
no Cam Johnson, no Devin Booker, no DeAndre Aiden. Uh, I mean, no DeAndre Aiden, but no Cam Johnson, no campaign, no Devin Booker. Chris Paul missed some time, and DeAndre Aiden has looked great for the most part. But this team has really been not been able to stay healthy. They've been struggling to find peace. They've been struggling to find happiness. They've been struggling to find consistency and great health. Those are the things you want in prosperity. They haven't been able to get none of the above, but they still hold a 20-17 and 17 record. They have to get back on the winning side before they end up wasting the season together. They're only getting older. Chris Paul is only getting older. You want to cash in at least win one. They blew their championship against the Bucks. It's tougher to get through the West now because it's deeper. It's only going to get harder in the future. They got to start making urgency moves. It's all falls on James Jones to do that. So the trade deadline and free in the buyout season is going to be important for the Suns to get this roster ready for the playoffs, something that they should start figuring out now, which they should be doing, and they probably is. The Portland Trailblazers are eighth. They about what I thought. They're a middling team. They have Dane, which is a superstar that can score and be clutch and win games in, in desperate times. Jeremy Grant has been a great addition. He can defend. He can score. Anthony Simons continues to develop. He can get a bucket from three. He can hit a little bit of a floater and a little bit of a mid-range game. He's still developing. He's been a bright spot for them. And I feel like Yusuf Nurkic, he's a big body. He can set great screens. He can post up. He's even hitting threes to a certain extent. This team is going to be about what there are. They're going to be a playing caliber team, and that's all about that I can say for them. That's better than being a, at the bottom, I guess. But it's also hard to get a high draft pick, and then you don't really want it because it can't really develop with Dane. And Sharp has been okay, not great, but they don't really need him because they have Grant and Anthony already in, um, in that positions. Um, Golden State Warriors, they finally rebounded. They went 5-5 five and five in their last 10. No Steph, no Wiggins, but they found if there's a will, there's a way. They found ways to win games, and they won four in a row. This is the way you want to end the month, and you just hope that you have a better month with Steph coming back and just build upon that. 19-18, and 18, they're ninth. They're moving up the, the ladder. They're moving up the win ladder. They finally got back to 500. They finally got above 500, and you just got to be happy for the Warriors if you're a Warriors fan, but fighting through adversity fighting through a tough schedule and making things happen. The Utah Jazz, I said they'd be a play-in team. They just don't have a score that they can go to and get a bucket efficiently, and that's been their struggle. But they play together, and they're a tough team to beat. They're 19-19. Marketing is having an all-star caliber season. He's having the most improved player to me, and I feel like Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, they're doing their best impersonation of themselves and playing as hard as they can and doing the best they can as competitors. And if they make the playoffs, that's a beautiful thing. But I think they're going to be in conversation. The Minnesota Timberwolves just self-combusted. No Towns, no Gobert. Anthony Edwards doesn't look like he improved that much. He's not scoring that efficiently, not scoring that dominantly, hasn't really took over games, had some big number games, but they lost by a lot or it was empty. Not really impressed by him or D'Angelo Russell having a down year. Not really impressed by the Minnesota Timberwolves. If not, if anything, they'd have been the most disappointing team in the Western Conference because they made one of the biggest moves, getting the best defensive player in the league. And even though he's having an all-star caliber season, I do feel like the Minnesota Timberwolves have been the most disappointing team in the entire NBA. 
and, and being unhealthy didn't help either, but every team is going through that, so you can't use that as an excuse. And Anthony Edwards' development hasn't been improved that much either, and I feel like that's been one of the biggest lowlights of the season too. Shea has did the best he, he can. Jalen Williams has been great. Chet Holmgren hasn't played, so that's unfortunate. He was one of the things I wanted to see this season. It's sad that we didn't get a chance to check him out, but Pokashevsky has been decent. You look at the fact that um, Lucas George is having a disappointing season. The team is doing the best they can to win with Shea. I feel like they could have pulled some moves to get better, but you know, you just wait until next year. The Lakers, no AD, so they can't really win as much as they wanted to, but they're still going out there competing. LeBron is still dominant. He's still going to be an all-star. He's still having one of his best seasons, even though he's only 38 years old. I feel like he did the best he could with what he had around him and didn't make no excuses and competed with what he had. And that's the leadership that he always shown. It's just that they should do better by him and put more talent around his roster so they can go back to being championship contenders. The Spurs, Jeremy Serhan has been pretty good. I like his facilitating. I like his defense. I like his scoring. Um... I like Keldon Johnson. He can score the basketball. Devin Vassell and them are both showing improvements. They they can't really defend. They're not as strong. They're not as physical. They don't have the scoring ability from the interior. Jacoperto has looked like a decent center, but it's nothing more that he has done offensively to improve besides setting better screens and having a little bit of a touch shot. But the Spurs are what they are. They're tanking, and they're trying to get a, a piece that can really change the trajectory of their team to go back to the contender ways. It might take them another three years to get this roster figured out, but that's the tough part. You gotta go to the top, then you go to the bottom, then it struggles, it happens, then you gotta figure out how to get back to the top. It's just how the NBA works. If you can't retool, you gotta rebuild, and that's what they in, the stage they in right now. And the Houston Rockets, they have been terrible, but that's what you expect when you have a young team that's still learning how to play with each other. Jabari Smith has looked better to me, the team plays better together. To me, Shangun is playing better. Jalen Green seems like he's really focusing on scoring, and he has improved in that area numbers-wise. Although they're a little empty, he just needs to be a better team player. Kevin Porter Jr. still hasn't had the facilitating chops and getting guys easier shots. If he's going to be point guard, they need to do a better job of finding a way to show him how to be a guy that can lead and show them how to break down defenses and make the job for the guys easier. Right now, they're all creating their own shot instead of letting him set them up for shots sometimes. And that's what the point guard is supposed to do, too. He's not supposed to just be a bucket. He's supposed to be able to facilitate and find a way to score and find a way to keep the team together. That's some learning things he has to learn if he wants to be a point guard in this league. If not, I think he should come off the bench and find a point guard that can really do both and really push this offense and make them go a little faster. They have the athletes, they have the size to really make some noise with the speed and quickness. And I think they should take advantage of playing just a little faster and doing a little bit more shooting. Other than that, that's Quinn Wade, basketball analysis with the rundown. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your day. I'll be back on Sunday with rookie analysis and instant analysis. Other than that, I'm done.